You Decipher podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of university life and unpack what it means to be a disciple on campus. Well, welcome back to the You Disciple podcast, and uh, this is Sister Mary Helen, and I'm today I have two amazing guests who just recently married, Brendan Alliston and Emily Alliston. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the You Disciple podcast. Uh, your familiar faces around the Catholic world? Yeah, no. I like going to a Catholic event here and there. <laughs> <laughs> Happy meetings in Catholic events. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourselves, I don't know. Uh, recently married. In April, April. 2022. Yeah. Uh, really excited to talk about today, talking about dating. Mm. So we started dating how long ago? 2020. 2020. Yeah, That was an interesting year to start dating. It really was. Our entire relationship from dating to marriage has been through a pandemic. Wow. <laughs> so we are the fruits of COVID. Right <laughs> <here>. <laughs> That's amazing. That's, yeah, you had a curveball thrown at you and um, you survived. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. Hey. Praise God for that time. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about dating, you know, by popular popular demand. And we have some uh, questions being sent in to us. So today we're going to cover a few important things. How do you date intentionally? How do you find someone to date? That's a good start, actually. <laughs> <It's> important. <laughs> uh, how do you discern marriage based on the fact that you are dating someone? And the uh, eternal question, can men and women truly be friends? Mm. And finally, are there any tips that we might have for a long-distance relationship, like pandemic relationship? So we'll see. We'll <laughs> so <That's> stay tuned <laughs> for this episode. You're listening to the You Disciple podcast, where we put the you in disciple. All right, we're going to start from the top. Right from the top. That's it. So dating intentionally, what does that even mean? Um, ah, okay. Well, intentionally suggests that there's a way to date unintentionally. <laughs> and I see dating unintentionally as the way that the world sees dating. Is that like when you're in a thing or a, you Just don't know casual. what you're in? Or, yeah. yeah, Yeah, that's right. So the world kind of makes out dating to be something that's got no serious element to it. You're just having a bunch of fun. Um, but where things go. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like there's just no intentionality to it. So mm -hmm. when I talk about dating intentionally, it's meaning that it's orientated towards something. It's actually pointing towards something. Um, you're not just dating for the sake of dating. You're dating for a purpose and that purpose is marriage. Mm, definitely, definitely. Um yeah, dating intentionally, it's either you're, as Catholics as well, it's actually um, a beautiful and freeing thing when you're dating because you know there's there's a goal and that's either to marry this person or to break up because you're not compatible or, um, yeah, you're just not supposed to marry to this person and it's not like secularly dating where you're kind of coasting through things and just going through the motions and kind of settling in a weird weird state um with another person yeah so it's really it is freeing because it reduces the confusion mm. that can surround dating 
um, I think dating intentionally is kind of difficult enough. You're trying to figure out, um, you know, is this person the right person, the person that I could see myself spending the rest of my life with. Um, that's got enough in it than having to add confusion of, oh, like, does this person even see this going further than five years' time? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I just think it, it, it really brings a lot of foundation to uh, the dating relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I'm just thinking just as he's talking that um, then when there's a breakup, there's a little less drama to that in a way. I mean, on one hand, if you are really I- into it and the other mm. person's not, it's, it's really hard. But on the other hand, it's a gratitude thing. Oh, well, thank you, you know, so yeah. that we're not in something for no reason. We, we've come to a decision and, and this is good. This is good. We've got some clarity here. Absolutely. And I think dating intentionally or dating like the Catholic way doesn't mean that it has to be boring <laughs> and it doesn't have it doesn't mean that it has to be yeah. overly serious yeah, as well. You don't have to put heaps of pressure on yourself on the first date being like, am I going to marry this person? <laughs> like, is this the person I'm going to marry? Um, you can still take it in a, in a casual way, but it's just got a purpose. It's yes. intentional. So I think that kind of looks like going on the first date. You're not going on a date and then you have absolutely no intention of marrying this person. Like you're like, there is no way. You're not mm. like you just wouldn't do that. Um, and it also means that as the dating relationship goes, like continues over a long period of time, it isn't just an indefinite period of dating. Like there is actually, okay, in like, as we, as we grow, as the months go past, we're taking the idea of marriage more and more seriously. Mm. Um, so yeah, the first date isn't just like a, a long list of finding out or ticking all the boxes of that person. (laughs) Um, but this is an interview. <laughs> <laughs> but um, those, certainly those like boxes or whatever whatever you sort of need to see or want to see in um, the person that you want to marry in the future, like that's sort of slowly as you, as you start dating, you really should be moving towards figuring those things out. Mm-hmm. I've just happened to be in a talk you gave a while ago or a Q&A and <laughs> <laughs> with some young people. And I was impressed um, when you're talking about this of not really ticking boxes and here's Emily sitting right in front of us, but <laughs> <laughs> I really was impressed how you said how you were going about that practically. So seeing each other in different contexts, working together, seeing how they interact with different people. Um, yeah. I don't know if you want to say a little more about that. Absolutely. Like, like you have an idea of the person that you want to spend time with and you can kind of you can figure that out in dating um but even before you start dating you can see the you want to see the contexts like you want to see this person in different contexts um and i feel like as a catholic and if there's any young catholic listening like you you probably want to see how do they how do they work in a catholic context like are they going to the same events that you like going to um and if they're not like organize those events like I like mm. before before we even started dating I organized like a friendship group where we came and played board games <laughs> classic <laughs> and yeah, yeah like I just got a bunch of friends so that like because I'm, I'm quite passionate about not dating losing? before not, not dating <laughs> <laughs> not losing not, the board game <laughs> not dating not dating before dating sure, like yeah. you shouldn't be I don't think you should be hanging out one-on-one with someone for long periods of time um yeah. before you've actually like before it's clear that you're in a dating relationship. That's so very prudent. Yeah. yeah, like doing that in group contexts can be a really good way of like figuring out is this, th- you know, is this someone that I would be interested in dating? Yeah, that's it. And you're able to um, 
pursue a friendship first as well mm-hmm. without the pressure of, oh, do I like this person? Does this person like me? Are we compatible in this? Are we um, X, Y, Z? But you're able to, to see the person as they are. And then um, C.S. Lewis says, love is friendship caught on fire. Hmm. And of course, that's not the, the way that all relations, relationships start out. You know, some people, um, you know, whether they, where, however they meet, you know, they can just start dating. Um, but for us, we, we really did start out through a friendship. And the way that we met was through different Catholic events around Melbourne. Like we met at a... Um, St. Patrick's party hosted by Frasati and, you know, tap events and then the holy hours on Thursdays. Um, And so we were able to see each other in different social settings and also, you know, being able to see um, and be with each other, like adoring our Lord. And um, yeah, that was, they were really good things to be able to um, foster our friendship and to get to know each other as well. Okay, totally putting you on the spot. Is there one thing that you, as you were getting to know each other, you're like, I really, this, this is, I love this about her. Or I love this about him. Oh, uh, Emily <laughs> is like so much fun. Like that was really <laughs> clear. Like right from the board game nights, right from theology at the pubs and Holy Hour, I could just see that like she's always smiling and laughing mm-hmm. and, you know, you can't help but be joyful when, when you're around her. Yeah, I thought Brennan's capacity for leadership was incredible I just think he was kind of like the go-to for a lot of the events so you just saw him kind of like you know moving through a crowd talking to people and everything and I was like dang that's awesome like that's so cool yeah yeah <laughs> beautiful anyway sorry that was embarrassing good question <laughs> <laughs> okay any final thoughts on dating intentionally or are we ready for the next one uh I, if I can get practical with people please yeah I um, think that dating intentionally means that um you shouldn't date unless, you know, these certain things are in place, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think you should date if you're under 18. Mm -hmm. These are some bold statements that people are going to make people a little bit angry or a bit, like, questioning why. But (laughs) I think if we have this clear understanding of what dating is, um, the intentionality that is moving towards marriage in a decent amount of time, um, I think these things make sense. I don't think you should date if you're under 18. I don't think you should date if you have an addiction to pornography and aren't seriously doing something about it. Mm. Um, I don't think you should date if you've recently ended a relationship with someone else. I don't think you should date if you sense God is calling you to the priesthood or Mm. religious life. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think you should date if you aren't sold on the idea of chastity and saving sex for marriage. Mm. I don't think you should date someone if you personally see marriage as outside of the possibility for you and that person in the next two to three years. Mm. Um, and I don't think you should date unless you're dating with the intention of moving towards marriage with that person. So if you want to date, th- this is just opinion as well, but I'm just, I think that if you're wanting to date intentionally, um, you shouldn't be dating under these circumstances. Um, if you want to date casually and just date how the world does, it's like, there's no rules. Like, you know, do what you want, but that's only going to lead to so much confusion, mm-hmm. heartbreak, um, and danger to your soul as well. The great thing about a podcast is we don't have an audience here yelling back at you, so <laughs> you're free to say No, I think they're very prudent, a lot of those points mm. there. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah, and when you think of them logically, like, don't date if you're under 18. I mean, you can – that makes sense. You've got school to focus on and, you know, you, you are very young – and so, just kind of looking at those those statements at a from a logical viewpoint, you can you can see the sense in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
And if you want to see the arguments for both sides, uh, look up online. Google them. <laughs> like Google Catholic opinions on these on these things, and I think you can. It's all about finding that balance when you're dating intentionally. Obviously, you don't want to go too far that it's um, too serious too rigid, and yeah. too rigid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to be too lax that you know you're not you're not following church teaching or you're not following um, prudence. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because the end goal is happy marriage, right? Mm. And so you want to mm. be doing the sorts of things that lead you into a life That's that it. is very fruitful. Yeah. You don't want to you don't want to um, compromise that. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow, great. There's some bold statements from um, Brendan Nelson here. <laughs> well done. <laughs> okay, next thing. How do we even find anyone today? You know, these Catholic, I meet all these Catholic girls that tell me there are no Catholic men in the world. And then I meet all these Catholic men. Say, Where are the Catholic <laughs> women? And sometimes I just want to line them up in a room and match them. And just, <laughs> just go get married. And it's so funny when they're like sitting next to each other and they're yeah, saying that same like, question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, that one thing is that if you've got, if you're too rigid, um, with kind of your, you know, this person needs to tick all of these boxes and they're, they're, they might actually, like you can look at them and go like, ah, does he need to have blue eyes? <laughs> does she need to like do skiing? I don't know. Like if it's if it's too specific, then then maybe that's something to look at. Yeah. But also it's like you're not going to meet someone or you're not going to, you know, find the person that you want to marry if you're not in the places where you'd actually find them. Like if you want to find someone who's, really serious about their faith for example it's like where where are you going to meet those kinds of people you're going to meet them in your home <laughs> probably yeah. like well your, your mom maybe your yeah, mom, but you can't, you can't marry her <laughs> 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 so like go to catholic events in melbourne go to theology at the pub That's go it. to holy hour find out about other events there are bigger events as well than, than just those i think like make your own event yeah. take a group of people on a hike yeah. on a ski trip yeah, yeah. exactly sometimes i feel like we need to have a book of to teach young Catholic people to have fun. Go yeah. <laughs> have fun and, you, you know, things, good things happen. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's my advice to find someone. Is like go to a, oh, go yeah, to the I second that. I second that. It makes sense. If you're wanting to find, meet someone who takes, you know, their physical health really seriously, then you'd, you'd go to a gym. Yeah. And, of course, you'll find people there. But if you're someone who really prioritises your faith and you want to share that with somebody, it just makes sense to go to places where where that that is you know going to holy hours going to taps going to daily you know mass, the yeah. catholic campus ministry mm. um daily masses yeah mm. um and you know there's that doesn't like that is probably where you're more likely to find someone with the same values that yeah. doesn't mean they're the only places mm-hmm. but and catholic match as well actually i think that like i'm not opposed yeah. to people i i know people have gone into really good relationships from yeah, Catholic I know people match. are engaged and married that met on Catholic Match but out of any of the dating apps Catholic Match <laughs> do not go yeah. into the other one. don't ones. go into any other dating like Catholic Match that's perfect if you want to find another Catholic go on Catholic Match um, I think some people are really and I want to get your opinions on this like some people are like ah oh, I don't want to marry a Catholic yeah I've heard that a lot why do you think that is I think people have, I've heard this argument that um, mainly from Catholic women saying it's not enough that they're just Catholic, which, okay. Um, it, so then they start looking at other ways, at right. other places, because they've met Catholic people that for some reason or another don't fit the bill for them. Right. So then they look another direction. Mm. 
but not intentionally I don't want to marry a Catholic unless they've just had bad experience with a lot of people. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, it can feel hard if the like the pool of Catholics yeah. seems so small, like you feel like, oh, I need to go outside of that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just thought that was interesting that, that people do that. And I think one thing that's really important for all of us to like make sure, like ask ourselves is like, what's our priority? Because mm-hmm. if your priority when you get married is to raise, you know, Catholic children, which is actually the, like one of the ends of marriage, is to raise um, children in the faith and the vocation, like the calling of marriage is actually to have children, is to bring up children in the ways of God. Um, and it's just going to be so, so difficult to do that with yeah. someone who doesn't share your faith. Um, so, yeah, I think whenever I chat to someone who doesn't like see marrying, like marrying another Catholic as a priority, I, I ask like, like, what is, what are your, like, I'd reflect on what your priorities are. Yes. Um, because, yeah, like I think if you if you don't want to marry a Catholic, mm. then I think you just need to ask yourself, is raising children in the faith a priority to you? And it doesn't mean, like sometimes there are incredible marriages where someone comes to the faith throughout mm, that definitely. marriage. And I, I don't want to say like don't marry a Protestant or don't marry someone who isn't Catholic, but there needs to be like an inc- that from that person an incredible openness mm. to, you know, um, and definitely one of the criteria is that they are that the children will be brought up in the faith. Yeah, yeah on those non-negotiables, you want to be on the same page mm. um, because that would make things easier, wouldn't it? Instead of butting heads and having arguments and constantly feeling like you're having to fight for this and the other person's fighting for what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, elements in a relationship, elements in a marriage, you're not always going to be 100% compatible. There's going to be smaller things where you're like, oh, I want to do this and that person doesn't want to or mm-hmm. um, those kind of things. But when it comes to being on the same page on the non-negotiables, it makes things a lot easier. And that was a blessing for us. Like we realised that we were on the same page when it came to came to serious things um, of morality and teachings of the, the Catholic Church. We were on the same page. Mm-hmm. And so that was um, a comfort and an indicator for us that it was like, okay, like if, if we were to get married, then we wouldn't be butting heads on these things. Yeah, And that was so freeing as well for us, like knowing that we're on the same page about the really big things is mm-hmm. that we could like, I never had to worry about, oh, does she like? Would she be okay with abortion or mm. some mm. of these big topics that you just want to be on the same page with your spouse about this? Mm. Like, you don't want to be arguing over fundamentals, like absolute fundamentals. Um, so yeah, and I think there's enough to discern for marriage without having to worry about some of those massive fundamentals. So mm. um, if you're dating someone, it's good to figure those fundamentals out, mm-hmm. like you know, soon within the six first six months of just kind of understanding where yeah. that person is at. Mm-hmm. And if there are differences, that doesn't mean you have to, oh, sorry, we're breaking up, I can't, yeah. I can't. Um, that's where dialogue comes into it. That's where a lot of prayer and fasting for that person can come into it. That's where seeking advice from priests or other married couples or um, just really entering into that um, and discerning well. Yeah, and I think that's part of, um, I imagine, when you had marriage prep, that there's this um, understanding of you need to understand each other's weaknesses or the things that mm. are difficult for you about the other person and they're there and they will keep appearing. <laughs> no? um, but being able to accept that and and not go into marriage, no matter what the issue is, expecting the person to change 
and that yep. that would be a real trap. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's it. We don't evangelate. Like, we don't <laughs> need to, to evangelize or what was it? <laughs> Learn to, to convert. Learn to convert. <laughs> yeah, we don't do that. Um, and yeah, that's that's spot on is like you you need to love the person for who they are now. Um, not just loving who they could be in the yes. future. Yes, that's it. Yeah, not going into dating with a, a savior complex or feeling like, oh, I can fix this person. Yeah, you can't. You can be with them. You can help them, but you can't fix it. God is the divine physician. He is the one that does the healing, and you know, mental health care professionals as well. But yeah, it's just it's a, your own red flag if you are someone who just wants to fix things and fix people and say, oh, I can you know help them in this area. It's just you kind of got to let things. Be. Yes, mm-hmm. it's good, and get to know ourselves too. Mm. <laughs> we realize that plank that's in our own eye. <laughs> so, okay, so considering we've found someone, someone they've found people, they start dating intentionally. As you're going along, how do you get to that point of, or how do you start knowing? Are we ready for marriage? Ready for marriage? Um, yeah. How do you discern? Okay, I really think, yeah this person I really want to marry this person so you've you've got to figure out if they're the right person like if they're actually someone you could spend the rest of your life with and that's a that's a daunting thing like especially if you're young to mm. think like oh man I've got to make a decision that affects me for the rest of, for my, the rest life. of my life like <laughs> yeah it seems like those sorts of decisions are just um there's just a bit of risk in there that is just needed <laughs> we, we laugh yeah. about it you know like oh I'm going to join the convent can I really be faithful for the rest of my life? Yeah. I mean, I'll be faithful today and then hopefully I'll be faithful <laughs> tomorrow or yeah. I can get up at five today. Maybe I'll be able to get up at five again tomorrow. But to think about it as the whole rest of my life, your emotions just go crazy and your brain shuts down and you yep. can't really think yeah. clearly. Mm. Absolutely. And I think um, so many of us are so risk averse. Yes. Um, especially young people. That's why we can get stuck in I say we because I'm still like I'm 23. I'm married now, so that's you know I'm I'm certain I'm locked in. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, but before then, that you just there is so much you experience so much uncertainty about life that um, and because you're afraid of risk, it just seems easier to not move. Yes. Than to mm. than to make a active like an active commitment. Um, so how do you how do you do that? I think discerning with friends and with like your family and yeah. priests and religious, like bring into your circle and make sure that your circle knows about your relationship. One of the benefits of us dating during COVID is actually we spent a lot of time with our families. Mm. Oh, good. And so our families got to see us together as a couple. And mm. so we got feedback, you know, from them. Like Families are good about that. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think families can help with actually being really objective about things. Um, Obviously, that depends for each person. You might not have a family context where that's yeah. um, where it's a healthy place to do that. But friendships, like if you have good Catholic friends around you that you hang out and you go do things, you go to Holy Hour, whatever it is, um, make sure that your you know your relationship is seen in those contexts because you know they can they can really point out things to you. Mm. Um, so yeah, if they kind of give you the you know the thumbs up and you you know you talk about your relationship with them, you've talked to priests. I think priests can be really helpful and religious mm-hmm. about you know your relationship. For men, making <laughs> that call of like, am I going to propose? <laughs> um, that can be really helpful. Yeah, and practically as well. I think when you are dating intentionally, you have questions that you're asking yourself about the other person or even about yourself. Um, 
you know, do they take their faith seriously? Is their goal to be a saint? Do they want to get to heaven? And you, through, you know, however long you've been dating, you can see that being played out in their lives, in their in what they say and what they do. Um, and there are other questions as well. Like, can for me, it was like, can this man sacrifice? Because marriage calls for a great sacrifice. And even in just a way for um, majority of our dating relationship, I didn't have my driver's license yet. And I lived two hours away from Brendan. And that meant that it was me catching trains, but more it was meant Brendan driving everywhere for me. And I cannot recall once where he complained to me about that. Mm. I cannot recall once. And to me, that was a really beautiful indicator to show that this man can sacrifice. Like he's sacrificing his time. He's sacrificing, you know, money for petrol (laughs) and all these different things. Um, But he's doing that for me. He's doing that out of love for me and for our relationship as well, because he knows that we need to spend time together in order to get to know each other. Um, And so that was an indicator for me. I was like, okay, no, through his actions and through what he says, sometimes what he doesn't say and not complaining, um, that is an indicator that, yeah, this man can can like, suffer and make sacrifices, um, pick up his cross and um, do so joyfully. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. for men, like, that's what intentionality can help you do. Like, I remember actually thinking about before I asked Emily even out on the first date, I was like, can I see myself driving two hours <laughs> like, to, to see her? And I remember, like, tossing that up in my mind. And then I was – and then I realised, I'm like, no, like if you like this girl and if it's going to, like if she could be your future wife, like, yeah, yeah, you'll drive two <laughs> hours. Like you yeah. will do that. Like you yeah. will. And so that's why complaining didn't happen is because that decision was made, was made before yeah. before I even started yeah. dating her. So I think if someone's got, like if you're looking at someone and that you want to date, you know, there's a certain part about them that's annoying or whatever it is that's already evident to you. Um, don't go about trying thinking that you're going to change that in order for them to then be ready for marriage. Sure. Um, you kind of need to go into it knowing, like, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Because, I mean, unless they're, like, major red flags, mm-hmm. then you probably shouldn't you know, even begin be, dating them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but where there's where – because there's, naturally there is going to be incompatibility. But where there's incompatibility, there is room for grace and there's room to grow and to grow in love for that person mm-hmm. and to, to really assess, like, your weaknesses, their weaknesses, your strengths, their strengths, and to see um, if they're complementary, if they, if you can work. Um, conflict resolution as well. If you guys actually can, you know, through uh, arguments or those kind of things, like if you actually can work through those. Yes. It's not someone chucks in the towel, storms off, and you don't see or speak to them for three days. Like that's yes. probably not healthy. No. Um, couples therapists say that within the first few years of like marriages and um, relationships, the biggest thing that they see is people who don't have good conflict resolution skills. And that's why people typically tend to break up and everything. It's yes. because they haven't set that foundation yet. So it's not saying you have to have things all sorted before you get married because they're things that, you know, are, are lifelong. But just to see if, um, you know, they're things that you can be intentional about and you're working on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just communication in any relationship is really, really important. But even being able to communicate. Sometimes I run into students and they're in a relationship and they're struggling, but they are not sharing that struggle with the other person. And so the other person is unaware that this is a problem. It's like, you have to speak to them. (laughs) Don't speak to me (laughs) because I can't fix it. Uh, So, yeah, being able to communicate well. Absolutely. You want want that person to know who you are and to love you for 
who you are, not who you're pretending to be. Yes. Because if you're pretending to be someone and you want them to love that version of you, it's like, trust me, when you get married, that's all going to come yeah. down. Like, <laughs> down. Like, so if you're going to, if, if you want to discern intentionally and you're discerning for marriage, like you got to let those walls come yeah. down yes. um, yeah. and you need to let them see you for who you are. Because if you don't do that, you're actually living a lie. And you're tricking that you're actually tricking this person into continuing dating you. And I think everyone would be surprised that if you let the walls come down, um, you'll learn to you'll learn to see compassion from mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. Like you're not perfect; they're not perfect. Yes, the expectation is not one hundred percent perfection. That's the ideal. That's what we're striving towards as Christians is perfection but we shouldn't be putting that pressure on us or other people mm-hmm. to be um, to be doing that. We're not, we're, you know, we're human. Yeah. yeah, and it takes time. That's just also just humanity. It takes time to learn humility and to accept ourselves as we are. That's um, it. Okay, we're going to end with one question. We're going to talk about men and women and their friendships. Is it possible, do you think it's possible for men and women to be friends, not in a dating relationship? Yes. Men and women can be friends. Yes. Um, however, can they be really close friends, best friends, spending lots of time together whilst in a relationship with someone else? No. <laughs> like, like, no. Like, I think, I, I don't yes. think it's, I know it can be shocking for some people to hear that. Um, but, and it's not just a, it's not just a, a sexualized thing. It's not just because oh, like if you do this, you could be unchaste with this person. Feelings for this. Yeah, person. yeah, that's right. It, it, but it's also it's like it's also about the emotional relationship that's there. Yes. And my question is, is like if you need this best friend of the opposite sex, that your you know potential future husband or future wife isn't fulfilling, like that's a problem. Mm. Um, and yeah, like I think that's what friendships with between women and women yeah. and men and men are for, yeah. like. You don't, you don't need someone of the opposite sex to fill a hole that either your husband or wife should do for you or, you know, your other your yeah. other friends of the same sex. Yeah, that's do. something that I learned while I was at university pretty early on. Um, I had some great friendships with guys, but I realised, like, whenever I was upset or something, I would just, like, talk to them about it. Mm. Um, and then I just kind of realised, like, I'm bearing my heart to the, this man, this yes. guy. Um, and that, that can't be good for my own heart, really. And I just started fostering like, real sisterhood with some of the girls in, at mm-hmm. the, the Catholic campus group there. And then, you know, through that, they, they were the women that I went and shared my heart with, what was ever was upsetting me. And I found that I slowly started, like, removing myself emotionally from those friendships with guys. Not saying that I cut off the friendship and I was like, no, we can't be friends. Sure. Um, that we still, you know, hung out with in a group and everything like that. But I just found friendships so much more fruitful in that way. Mm-hmm. Um because with especially with women, like we we are emotional people, we <laughs> are, and there's a lot of beauty and a lot of strength in that as well. But it has to be orientated. We can't be controlled by that either. Yeah. Um, and I just found that going into a relationship with Brendan was so much more freeing because I like I was grateful that I didn't have any kind of competing friendships with guys for my time with Brendan and. You know, I had to, I was still able to go to my girlfriends if I had, you know, things that I needed to share. But also I was gaining this trust and, you know, um, still guarding my heart in the early days of our relationship. But, you know, Brennan, you know, through seeing his character and um, through, um, yeah, just learning to trust him and him showing that I could trust him. 
then I was able to, you know, share my heart to someone who was worthy of that. Mm. Yeah, without complication. Mm. Okay. This is the You Disciple podcast. For more information on what's happening on a campus near you, go to udisciple.melbournecatholic.org. Well, this has been a riveting discussion. <laughs> I think we could sit and talk here all Easily. day. <laughs> so um, thank you so much, Brendan and Emily, for, uh, for being on the podcast. Um, we'll send... Uh, distressed souls your way. No, no. <laughs> Sometimes it's good to have – it's just really good, I think, to have someone just that next step ahead of you to, um, yeah, to look at and see, okay, this is possible. You know, yeah. this is this gives hope to other young couples that, that you know, I can go forward. There's there's a way. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So thank you very much. And uh, people stay tuned for all the new things happening in the last three weeks of term. <laughs> um, and um, look out for especially uh, – all the events surrounding World Youth Day. We're going to have a few promo events. And may be able to meet your future spouse. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we'll put a couple million Catholics together and shake it up for That'll a couple of weeks and see what happens. Yes. So thank you very much and we'll see you next time. Thank God. you. God, God bless. Whether you've been listening to us on the tram, in the library, or on your way to class, thanks for listening to this week's You Disciple podcast. Share, like, and subscribe, and we hope to see you on and around campus. Disciple Podcast is a production of the Catholic Archdiocese of Melbourne.